Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman Mason. Watch us. MileEyeSports.com. You can reach us on the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you are looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to rmfp.com. In the meantime, I want to tell you about Rocky Mountain Eurosport in Denver and in Parker. You're not working with some big impersonal dealership that's selling volume at Rocky Mountain Eurosport. It's an intimate buying experience because you know what? Everyone deserves a luxury car buying experience right now. You may not be in the market for a luxury car, and that's totally cool. They have domestic cars, and they have foreign cars as well, and they've got inventory unlike the big boys as well. To get you the car that you want at the price that you want, they also service all makes and models. They have fantastic finance options. Go for a test drive today or find them at rmeurosport.com. Again, rmeurosport.com. Time now. The lead. The lead presented by Sasquatch Casino in Blackhawk. Okay, Mace, uh, we are basically at the halfway point of the season. ESPN put together an article titled 2021 NFL Midseason Report What We've Learned, Questions, Record Projections for All 32 Teams. Jeff Legrold wrote uh, about the Broncos and predicted uh, that they would finish with a 9 and 8 record. This is what he said. Broncos can be part of the playoff conversation if they can commit to playing offense with quarterback Teddy Bridgewater under center about half the time and keep the run game relevant. That's Leggy's big thing. Yeah. Under center, not going three wide. Right. Well, the three of us had a long conversation about that Mm -hmm. at training camp. He goes on to write, if the Broncos don't do that, they could be picking up. They could be picking in the top 10 of the upcoming draft. They're 5-0 in games when Bridgewater has spent 50% of his time under center, but 0-4 when they have leaned on personnel groupings with him in the shotgun Mm -hmm. more than 70% of the time. Those are just stats. Uh, Listen, I don't know if Pat Shermer or Vic Fangio care about these stats, but at the end of the day, those stats are the stats, and, and the stats don't always tell the whole story, but in this case, you can make the case being 5-0, and they might. I think the thing is that those stats happen because if and when they fall behind, they get away from two tight end packages and go with more three wide, and they get away from working under center, and they go with more shotgun. I mean, that's, that's what happens. They feel like, okay, we've got to throw our way back into it, and this is what we've talked about kind of ad nauseum. If Pat Shermer is going to learn anything, it's he, he's got to learn that kind of a, a meat and potatoes brand of football is what this team does best at this point. And that means if you are, if you're behind 13, six early in the third quarter, resist that temptation to try to throw your way out of it and stick with what works. Keep pounding it. The problem is that takes patience. 
And if there's a weakness of Pat Shermer as a game, as a play caller, it's that he tends to lose patience. And 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 honestly, this is most play callers in the NFL. Right. Okay. They tend to, they tend to look at the scoreboard, see they're behind. Okay, we got to throw our way back into it, even though sometimes the best course of action is trust what you do best and trust that it's a sixty minute game and that you can get back into it. And I hope. I hope he figures that out. The Broncos season might rest. All the head coaches here in Denver seem to have little catchphrases that it's hard to get out of our brain. Vance Joseph about Paxton Lynch. He's tall. We had a good week of practice. Yeah, the good week of practice. Uh, John Fox, next man up. But you know what my favorite Gary Kubiak line is? What? He would say this after the game. We're fixing to find out. That and <laughs> we forgot to run the ball. He would say that over and over again. We And I used to sit there thinking, what do you mean you forgot to run the ball? You forgot. How'd you forget? And that leads me to Pat Shermer and Vic Fangio. You know, we forgot to run the ball. Kubiak would at least say it, right? Yes. But those guys sometimes forget to, find the, uh, forget to run the ball when they probably should more. With that... The final prediction that Leggy says is nine and eight. If they go nine and eight, but don't make the playoffs, you think Fangio keeps his job? No, I don't think he does either. You and I have both been told this. Yeah, it's a playoff mandate. You got to make it. They miss on a tiebreaker. Oh well. Yep. Yep. Nine and eight sounds great. They're they're you know I, I wish there were some guys in the market who are screaming. At Vic Fangio, you know, mediocrity. If they're if they're mediocre and they're nine and eight and they don't make the playoffs, they're they're gonna they're gonna wind up keeping Vic Fangio. Now, is there a chance? Maybe, but it's slim. I'm, I'm not gonna rule anything out. I wish those people who keep saying that did a little bit of homework and talked to some people inside of the walls of Dove Valley. And understand this, I think because that's a fact. The other they, they yeah. sound uneducated to me when they say, "Well, if they finish nine and eight or eight and nine, Fangio might keep his job if they don't make the playoffs." You know what? Do your homework. The other get fe- some yeah. sources. Get out from behind your desk. The other fear that those people have is that though the team will keep Teddy Bridgewater. Here's the thing. If they yeah. draft somebody in the first round, they probably should That's keep Teddy Bridgewater if they can't right. get Russell Wilson or Aaron Rodgers. If they're 9-8 and eight and Bridgewater has continues doing what he's doing, one of two things will happen. Either they will get a Russell Wilson type of quarterback to upgrade the position at great, at potentially great draft pick cost, which we know will make George Payton blanch a little bit because we know how he likes his draft picks. Or... They will if they do bring Bridgewater back. It's like, oh my god, oh my god! If they bring Bridgewater back, that is the tell that they are not getting out. Probably not getting out of the first day of the draft, the first round, without a quarterback. It may be where they stand. Say that one more time. I want to make sure I heard you. Okay, that they if they bring back Bridgewater, they will not. That the first round will end with the Broncos having a quarterback. No question. It will happen. It will. It could no happen question. with them taking their pick that they have. Or with all that draft capital they've accumulated in the Von Miller trade, trading, packaging those picks, adding a pick at the end of the first round, and then and getting a quarterback then. So you think they'd make a a trade on draft night for a quarterback, just like we thought that Ab- might happen with Aaron Rodgers? Absolutely. You don't like, think it happens before? I'm saying they might trade make that trade that night to pick a quarterback. To 
pick a quarterback or to make a trade for a quarterback? To make a trade to pick a quarterback. I'm saying, what I'm saying is, no, you you I lost you, and I'll I'll bring you back. If they this is if they if they bring back Bridgewater, okay, and you have to make a decision on Bridgewater in March. So if you re-sign Bridgewater, this is this is the tell. Right. But they will get a quarterback early in the draft, and what and I what will happen is either they would take one with their original pick, or they would take those draft picks that they have, two twos, two threes, move up up because you want the fifth year option on the quarterback. And the only way you get that is by picking him in round one. And that's why it would behoove them to do that. And by the way, in Minnesota in 2014, that was how they picked Teddy Bridgewater. They moved back up into the end of round one. So they had the fifth year option. If Bracewater had not had his knee shredded in practice, that fifth-year option would have certainly been exercised. Okay. Let me ask you something real quick. We will have months and months and months and months and months to yes, discuss this. If Mac Jones was in this year's draft, where would he be? Ooh. I'm not ready to say he'd be QB1. Oh, God. Because if, if you're even considering that, then what you are saying is – yeah. The top guy in this draft right. would be the fifth best guy in last year's draft. There are teams. There are. Wow. Yeah. I don't like what you had to say. I'm sorry. That now, hurts my feelings. I'm, I, it depends on the team. There are. When you talk about your flavor of quarterbacks, probably the the first quarterback taken was in that in the draft was in that Liberty Mississippi game last Saturday, Malik Willis and Matt Corral. No. Oh. Some teams are going to love Matt Corral, like you mentioned. The Broncos appeared. At this moment, at very this early, moment, very snapshot early, snapshot in time, at very early to like Matt Corral. There are a fair amount of teams who are going to be on the Malik Willis train because of high ceiling, athleticism, potential, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But would it, probably one of the if a team, whichever team had, whatever quarterback that team had as QB one, most would probably take ahead of Mac Jones, but. Not ahead of Fields, not ahead of Lance, right? Not right. certainly not ahead of Tre- of Trevor Lawrence. All right. Speaking of quarterbacks, Teddy Bridgewater, when you look at his numbers this year, listen, the, the Broncos right now are five and four. You look at Teddy Bred- Teddy Bridgewater's numbers this season, and you project them out. I think anybody would have said, "I'll be thrilled with these type of numbers." Yep, absolutely knocked over with a feather. So why is he not getting any respect nationally? Or even locally. Right. We'll talk (laughs) about that next. Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon drive. Goodman, Mason, watch us. MyLifeSports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. 
If you are looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to rmfp.com. In the meantime, I want to tell you about Greenfield's Pool and Sports Bar. This place has it all. All the sports packages. Every seat is a great seat to watch any game you want. They don't just have a couple of pool tables. They have a pool hall with 15 tables. They have live music, no cover, best happy hour in Lakewood, two for one on wine, well and drafts, three until seven o'clock. And Mace, you and I are going to be, I hate to use the word, celebrity because i'm not you might be uh we're going to be guest bartenders and we're going to be raising money for charity guest bartenders i like that guest bartenders this is awesome we're going to be raising money for charity on february 25th that is a friday and we're going to be raising money for one of our co-workers david hurlbutt and his wife monette monette has cancer they need to raise a lot of money for her care and uh, chad of greenfields has been kind enough to donate a portion of the proceeds of the liquor and beer sales to them directly this is awesome now if you come on down to greenfields that night first of all it's for a great cause like we like like eric mentioned second of all we're going to have help putting the drinks together there's no question we're going to have professional help now i mean i can put together a mean mule but I'm not great at making a Manhattan. That's okay. I'm going to have someone guiding me guiding me through the process. Right. So you won't be disappointed. And I can pour fireball shots for anyone as long as you're including me in your round. Get down to Greenfields any day of the week. Make sure you get down there Friday, February 25th. You can meet Mace, and you can probably say hello to me if you you know okay. run out of options. Time now for the buzz. The Buzz is presented by Rocky Mountain Eurosport. Go for a test drive today in Denver or Parker because everyone deserves a luxury car buying experience. Or find them online at rmeurosport.com. All right, Mace, you wanted to get something before we get into Bridgewater. Yeah, we were talking about, of course, Kenny Pickett, Sam Howell draft quarterbacks in the last hour. And one other team that certainly is going to be in the quarterback mix is uh, Washington. And Ron Rivera was asked about the price of getting of trading for like a Russell Wilson type of veteran versus a draft pick. He said, quote, looking at some of the things we consider doing, I still believe that the price of trading for a vet was too steep, way too steep to want draft pick picks and core players. We weren't going to do it. I don't think that's what you do. You don't get a franchise QB and not have players around him. If you don't have people there to protect him or people there to make plays for him, what good is it in having him unquote? And I think, that's something that reflects a lot of how George Payton sees it as well. He wants a quarterback, but he also wants to build a team oh, to go with that quarterback. You know what? I'm calling BS on that. Why? Why? Well, Bengals didn't have much of a team when they drafted Joe Burr, and they're a lot yeah. better, aren't they? Because you know what a great quarterback? He does elevate all boats. There you go. He does. And you know what? You make the players around you better, and he gives you more confidence that you can go out there and win. Listen, it sounds great. It sounds great. We're going to build around a quarterback, and once we get that guy, we are set. But you know what happens? Um, you spend all that draft capital and you spend all that money building a team, building a team, and it's kind of like building a boat. You know, you have the best steel and you have the best this and you have the best that, but you know what you don't have? You don't have a captain, and that is the quarterback. So where the hell are you taking that boat? Across the lake? No, you want to take it transatlantic. Can the boat? Can the captain prevent the boat from... Having a leak, though. 
let's put it this way. You and I have had this. You com- need it all, ideally. I yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let, let's put it this way. Since John Elway won a Super Bowl with the Broncos, which goes back to, what, 1999, right? So we're talking 22 years-ish or 23 years if you want to go back to their first Super Bowl, whatever the numbers are. I believe there have been four what will turn out to be non-Hall of Fame quarterbacks to win a Super Bowl. I like my odds getting the quarterback. You know what? You'll say something like, well, we want to build we want to build a team, and then we'll get the quarterback. No, you just haven't found the quarterback yet. Let's just be honest here. So if I told you, if I said, hey, Ron Rivera, you can have Joe Burrow right now or a team right now that isn't very good or a team that's really good and we'll stick you with Taylor Heineke. What do you want? What do you think he's taking? It sounds good, what yes. he's saying, but he's saying the right things. You know why? Because he doesn't have a quarterback. He has to say that. And so, he knew he wasn't, wasn't going to have a quarterback going in this year. That's, and again, part of it was they turn, you know, they, they weren't going to make an audacious trade. And look where they are right listen, now. Listen, here's something else to consider as well. When you don't have the quarterback, well, of course you're going to try and make your team better. That's your job as the general manager. You're going to make that effort, and then maybe a guy will fall in your lap. Maybe you're in the right draft position to get a guy maybe you've thought far enough ahead like george payton is doing by seeing okay we trade von miller we get a second and a third now we're acquiring picks see there are different ways of handling the situation i don't know how dan snyder runs his team from what i understand not very good but has their gm whoever that might be and i don't know okay has that guy started uh, putting together draft capital to trade up in a draft. It hasn't. Oh, well, then you know what, Ron? Th- then you're screaming at the wind because your GM isn't helping you out by trying to build draft capital to move up in a draft. So those things do have to go hand in hand. So what you can do is is what George Payton is doing right now. Have a good draft, bring in good free agents, build a pretty good team, find a way to have a lot of cap space, which is what he has, mm-hmm. and also compiling draft picks. Yeah. That's how you can build a team, mm-hmm. right, by making good personnel decisions. John Elway, make no mistake about it, put George Payton in a very good position with the cap. He inherited a good cap situation. Mm-hmm. George Payton did not inherit a very good team, but he brought in some good players in free agency. Okay? He did inherit some talent, but it was not a, it was not a complete team. Had a very, very good draft, so he's built a good team, and he's found a way to potentially get that quarterback in the draft. See, that's what good GMs do. But when you have a guy like Dan Snyder who wants to run the team by himself, and he wants to put his finger in every pie, and you have Ron Rivera who's who's selling you a bill of goods that makes sense, and ah, poor, poor Ron doesn't have a quarterback, but we are building a team, the truth is maybe you don't have the right GM trying to put it all together. You really want to get that off your chest. I'm not trying to get anything. That was impressive. By the way, the Broncos on their Twitter feed posted a picture of George Payton standing on the field in Pittsburgh watching watching the quarterbacks warm up. (laughs) You you know the type of people that try and sell what Ron Rivera did. The type of people that try and sell you on, well, we're going to build a team first and then get our quarterback. You know what those same people say? We got a quarterback competition here, and we like both of our guys. Yeah, sounds good, but the truth is, 
you really wouldn't rather have it that way. And would oh, you? But, well, and if we're talking, and I'm about, not trying to get anything well, off no, my chest, but we're I'm also just reacting to what he we're said. We're also talking about I'm not this, bent out of shape. Say they, they like both of their guys this summer. I think it's pretty clear the Broncos really like one of their guys. There's no question. And it's about the guy it. who's starting. I mean, did you hear Fangio like when oh. he's? I mean. He he oh. he went out of his way wow. to wish yeah. to tell the media, hey, uh, wish it's it's Teddy's birthday day, so right. wish him a happy birthday. Right. And I believe it was Mike Cliss said, "Oh, Drew Drew Locke's birthday too," and he's just like, "It is." Oh, that was so. I don't, <laughs> oh my I, god! I don't think that Vic <laughs> truly realized how insensitive that was. Oh. That was the equivalent, and I'm to try and paint a picture here as I'm making this up in my own head. That they wheel out a birthday cake for Teddy Bridgewater and the candles are on and everybody's singing and it says happy birthday, Teddy and big red icing. And right after Teddy blows out the candles, someone says, hey, it's Drew's birthday too. And Vic walks over with a knife and he cuts out a nice end piece and he chucks it in the corner and says, Drew, there's your birthday cake. Yeah. That's what that was. That was... Uh- Honestly, right? I was, I, I was taking. There's your birthday. I cake. was taking. Go back. pick it up off the floor. I mean, happy birthday. Organizationally, like the Broncos, like the their their social media feeds are kind of a front porch of the organization at this point, right? Yeah. That they, they go out. They make a point of say of doing separate tweets. Yeah. For Drew and Teddy to wish them happy birthday. Yeah. I mean, even I on my because hey, how many teams have ever had two quarterbacks with the same birthday? So right. I found a picture of Drew and Teddy together and said, hey, you know, happy birthday to both of them. Right. And I'm just a schlub in the media. I, I'm, I, mean, I, that, <laughs> I, I, I am not trying. What I'm what I'm about to say, I'm not trying to sound mean. But. No, no. There, there, there really is no but. Vic Fangio is his own man. He is comfortable with who he is. He is comfortable with what he has done. He seems like an old school guy. He'll tell it like it is. He has no problem saying, I enjoy watching the Hallmark Channel. It's a big time of year, by the way. The Christmas movies are underway. That's right. So he is a guy who is comfortable in his own skin. He's probably one of those guys that if you don't like it, that's okay, but he'll give you his opinion, right? Kind of like big win over the Cowboys. Hey, the special teams didn't show up today. (laughs) Right. Okay. What do you think Tom McMahon thought when he saw that quote? He He, probably turned white. I don't want to suggest because that would be insulting to Vic to say it this way. I'm not suggesting that Vic doesn't have a filter because he does, but he just is who he is. He's comfortable with his own skin. I really don't think he cares what people say about him. And you know what? I'll be very honest with you. That's a great way to go through life. You're comfortable with who you are. You really don't care what people say because you are comfortable with who you are as a human being. But sometimes he doesn't realize that some of the things he says are insensitive, like you don't need to be in a psychiatrist's couch. Yeah. Something that got you upset. Something like, and oh, not, yeah. And I'm not like, you know, no. overly sensitive. But, no, no, no. But we're I, in it, But mental health is, I understand is important to a lot of us. What I'm saying is he didn't mean it to be mean. That's just kind of who he is. Yeah. So you kind of accept them for who he is. You know, they say about your parents, you know, just listen, just accept them for who they are. They're not going to change. That's kind of Vic Fangio. But it's also the same thing with the whole birthday thing with Drew Locke. He's not crazy about Drew Locke. He might like him as a person. 
I don't think they have a lot of uh, football ideas that they share with I'm each other. I'm not sure how much he likes him as a person after all the stuff of the Saints week last year. And Let's that, be honest. And that might very well be true. He mm-hmm. still doesn't like him as a as a player because, I mean, he wheeled Teddy Bridgewater out there pretty injured. And he doesn't want to lose his job. So when it comes to birthday wishes, yeah, here's your cake. I'm, I'm going to wind up, chuck it in the corner like a baseball player, and go eat your freaking cake off the carpet. That's he, what it sounded like. It did, but it, like even then, I'm like, just I mean, it was still kind of shocking. That's that's who Vic is. A few of us like were were there at the press conference. And we're like, that really just happened. You know who he's like. You know, you know, Vic is like. And the bagama about to say, I like very much, but sometimes this guy says things. You're like, oh my god, I can't believe you said that. Mm. He's a lot like George Carl. Yeah. He's a lot like George Carl. And I love George. I really, really do. I do think but George, George is comfortable in his own skin. Yeah, but I do. He's th- not afraid to speak his mind. That said, I think George is a little aware of the kind of the wider world because like Vic's kind of. He is. Vic is, I agree. Vic has gotten in trouble for not being able to see the forest for the trees. Remember all the stuff last year in the wake of. I. Yeah. I hate to use this word. Because it's going to sound condescending, especially when there's a gentleman older than me and I'm saying and I'm younger than him. Okay. Mike Shanahan, like him or not, was evolved. Right? Josh McDaniel's the furthest thing from evolved. John Fox evolved. Politically correct, yada, yada, yada. Knew how to not get in trouble. Knew how to play the game. Knew how to not get in trouble. Vic is missing a wee bit of a filter. Wee bit of a filter. And I don't want to say that he's not evolved. He, he's a guy who's just comfortable in his own skin. If whatever you think is whatever you think, but you can be comfortable in your own skin and still kind of be aware, of like knowing kind of, kind of how to avoid stepping in these things. I mean, Gary Kubiak is very comfortable in his own skin. Yes, but he learned from being around Mike Shanahan. My, Gary Kubiak, <laughs> very Kubiak, is as evolved as a guy as you will meet. Yes, he knows how to handle situations. I'm not so sure Vic is very good at handling situations. I'll tell you this. If I had a choice, I'll ask you. Boy, we're way over topic here, okay? If you had a choice, Shanahan, rank them. Give me your top three, but I'm going to name I'm gonna name a bunch of, bunch of guys. Okay. Shanahan, Vic, Kubiak, John Fox. I'm just going to name those four. Yeah. In order, who do you want to have a beer with? Mm. And you can make a case for all of them. Which Foxy. Guy? Okay, buddy, buddy. Hey, what's going on? But he's also, a, you know, he also knows what he's doing. He knows how to run a ship. No, no. I mean a guy you would just enjoy hanging out with. Oh, doesn't I, even I, have to be talking football. A guy you would just like to hang out with. I'd say, like, I'd say Foxy. Yeah. And you know what? I think that's a great answer. Yeah. But it's not that I wouldn't enjoy it with all of them. I, I, didn't, I would enjoy I, it with I, all I, of them. I'd enjoy a dinner with, I'd enjoy talking with Mike. I didn't, I, because it's I, about I, I enjoyed a lot of conversations with Kubiak. Right. Yeah. Right. Over the years. Vic's, Vic is just, listen, Vic is just one of the guys, okay? Vic's one of the guys. I'll, I'll, put, I'll put it to you this way. When I covered Ted Nolan with the Buffalo Sabres, mm-hmm. and a lot of people don't even know who Ted Nolan is. I just know look exactly what you're talking about. Okay. With that, this is Ted Nolan to a T. Ted smoked. And after, after a pregame skate, he would go where the odd was, a dump of an arena at the time, right. okay? He would go with the workers, the guys who swept the floors and pushed the garbage cans, and he would hang on a railing and have a smoke with them. Yeah. That's Vic Fangio. 
And that's a good thing. That's a good thing. That's a good thing. But, that's re- but that's not necessarily Fox, Kubiak, and Shanahan. Nothing wrong with that. I'm just saying that's who I see Vic Fangio to be. Coming up after the break, and I completely erase what we were going to talk about. Oh, I know. Cam Newton going back with the Panthers, right? Interesting. Take a player from every team. Broncos, Rockies, Nuggets, Avalanche. All right? Guys who have left the franchise. You can bring them back two years later. Give me a guy from each team you would bring back two years after they left. Like Cam Newton. That's next. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive, Goodman, Mason. Watch us, MileHighSports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you are looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to rmfp.com. Time now for What's Trending. What's Trending is presented by Impact Real Estate. Impact Real Estate is creative real estate and solutions with the greatest impact. Go to impactcommercial.co. Ran long in the last segment, so we got to be kind of short in this segment, but I like this topic. Cam Newton going back to the Carolina Panthers after leaving the team a couple of years ago. Give me a player, past or present, with each of the four teams we're referring to. I'm not trying to exclude you, Rapids. Okay, I've gotten in trouble with the Rapids before for not calling them one of the major teams in town, but I'm referring to the Broncos. Western Conference champions. They're going to host a game on Thanksgiving. I understand. I look forward to being there. With that, the Broncos, the Avs, the Nuggets, and the Rockies. A guy who has left has been gone for roughly two years, and you would like him back on the team. So, as an example, Nolan Arenado cannot be on your list because he's been gone for less than one year. Let's start with the Broncos. Pick a guy. Is it all time or all time? All time left, and then you wanted to bring him back two years later, and you're like, "Oof, that was a mistake." Shaq Barrett. Ooh, that's a good one. That's a really good one. And look, that's also you look back, kind of the moves that were made, and uh, there's that alternate timeline where they they pick the big tall quarterback in yep. Josh Allen, which means they don't have Chubb which means they probably bring back Shaq Barrett on a reasonable contract in 19. And I'm going to give you some, who knows I'm going to give you something to think about because I don't know if they win a Super Bowl if they bring back Shaq Barrett. Okay. But I do believe they have a better chance to win a Super Bowl if they bring back Clinton Portis. Interesting. But the problem is who are your cornerbacks then? No, no, no. Champ Bailey's still with the team. Oh, you're saying they bring him back. Like you to, bring to, him back. Like, well, the, Somehow you find You'd a have way. To, like, in, so 06, you find a way to bring him back. No, no, no. The, the trade wasn't in 06. The trade was in 04. But you're saying like a couple of years down the line. A couple of years down the line, you bring so, him back. So you'd have to bring him back in 06 is what I'm saying. Fine. Yeah. Yeah. How would that look? Jake Plummer might have kept his job for a little longer. There we go. Let's move on to the Rockies. You know what? I mean, this is recency bias. Tyler Matzik would have been really helpful for this team the last few years. Wouldn't have been my guy. Okay, who? 
Well, yes, it would have been many, many years later. You wouldn't here. You bring him back two years later. So no, that yeah. doesn't count. My guy, D- I have two plus, but yeah, I DJ Lemayhu. What okay. a mistake that was! What a mistake that was letting him walk. All you had to do is move him to first base or mm-hmm. move him someplace else, like you did with the Yankees. Avalanche, you go first. Me? Yes. I have two guys. Okay. I really wanted to go with Chris Drury. Yeah. Because a lot of people feel he should have stayed and he could have been a difference maker. But I'll go with Ryan O'Reilly, who helped lead the Blues to the Stanley Cup. Yes. And that guy is a flat-out player and a great leader. I think O'Reilly is the obvious choice because of what happened in St. Louis. And, and that's somebody that, I mean, frankly, they could use right now. Yep. Nuggets. This was, uh, th- this was kind of interesting to go through. I mean... The snap answer is Carmelo. Right. But it's not the guy I'd bring back. I, a couple years down the line, I would have I would have loved to have had Matombo back. That's where I was going. He left, he parted, he parted too soon. Right. Nuggets don't want him back. Yeah, amazing. Yep. Most important player for what is probably, maybe not the greatest series, playoff series in Nuggets history, but uh, close, certainly in the top two or three. Right. And it's certainly the biggest upset in Nuggets history. Right. Beating b- beating the uh, the Sonics in round one in 94. Guy's a Hall of Famer. Yes. That's all you have to say. He's and, he a Hall ke- of and he kept on. He's a Hall of and he was effective. Oh, yeah. I mean, he had actually, you could argue his best years came in Atlanta. There's no And question. that's what the Nuggets missed out on. Correct. All right. What do we have coming up on Masterpiece Roofing, just in case you missed it? A new head coach with a very recognizable name headed to UConn, and also the uh, Avalanche have a game tonight. They've had a big, long layoff before this one. We'll talk about the impact of that on the other side right here on Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason on Mile High Sports. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. She's a good girl. She's crazy about Elvis. Loves horses. And her boyfriend, too. Lighting the invisible lighter and swaying back and forth. Isn't this what people do? Well, yeah, concerts they do. Well, they did. No, actually, they don't anymore. Now it's their phone. Exactly. That's what I mean. But, I, but I always break out my lighter just to you know, be old school. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was a pretty late attempt. Well, just, you, you, gonna, you bring out the lighter? Well, yeah, because I, I go old school. I do my phone too. But How I do just, people feel about that? Well, it's not like I bring out like a book of matches and kerosene. I know. I never I think, understood how lighter how lighters all stayed lit while people were waving them you around. Had to, like yeah, that. They, uh, people were always like, just, you just uh, have to keep yeah. keep flicking it. No, you just have to do it very slowly. Oh, you don't whip around. No, but I think what he's saying is like you have to kind of yeah you know, keep keep turning the wheel with your thumb. Right? Matches would be very difficult. Well, the matches at some point you might burn your hand. Right. Can you imagine? Can you imagine like a, a, you know seventy thousand people in a stadium with matches? Like, come on, it's windy. Come on, 
Welcome back after you drive. Goodman Mason, watch us, MileHighSports.com. <laughs> you can reach us, Rocky Mount Forest Products, Twitter feed at Mace Denver, at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to RMFP.com. We're all Time safe now. for now. <laughs> Time now for the uh, final word. The final word is presented by the McKenzie Law Firm. Don't wait before it's too late. Protect your family by setting up a will, living will, or estate plan with Dan McKenzie at themckenziefirm.com. Just In Case You Missed It is presented by Masterpiece Roofing. Find out how Masterpiece can get your insurance company to pay for your roof. Call 720-242-6404 or go to masterpieceroofing.com today. Just in case you missed it, a quick one here. Um, right before we started the show, it was made official that Odell Beckham Jr. is joining Vaughn Miller with the Rams. Uh, apparently, the Rams' odds to win the Super Bowl did not change at all with that addition. Is uh, OBJ or Vaughn Miller the bigger pickup here at the midpoint of the season for the Rams? Oh, I mean, you're giving, you're basically saying Matt Stafford no excuses, right, by bringing OBJ, just an embarrassment of riches there. I, I, I actually, though, still think Vaughn Miller is the more impactful player based on how they can get him up up to speed. You've got to have, Stafford's going to take some time to get some cohesion and chemistry with OBJ. What it never Von happened Mi- for Baker Mayfield. Right. And what Von Miller can do, that is largely plug and play. So I think Vaughn is still the alpha of impact of those two. The Rams are reminding me of what the Buccaneers did midseason last year. Picked up Antonio Brown. Yeah. Picking up Gronkowski. Picking up Fournette, picking up pieces. A flood of big names. That's right. It'll be interesting to see. It really, really will. It's it's about chemistry. I mean, you got all this talent, but the difference could well, be... Well, Buccaneers made it work. The Bucks made it work. Can the Rams make it work? Right. Look at what the Lakers are doing right now. Look at all the talent that they have on that roster. And the last time that I checked the standings, uh, the Los Angeles Lakers are sitting in the seventh spot with a 7-5 and five record. With LeBron, Anthony Davis, Carmelo Anthony, Russell Westbrook, Dwight Howard, and the list goes on So what on you're saying on. is... Sometimes that, it works, yeah. sometimes it doesn't. So what you're saying is the Nuggets, who uh, have played the entire season to date without one max contract guy, are current are playing without another with, with my MPJ out with back issues and not playing well to begin with, are better than the Nuggets or better than the Lakers. Half game and it's early. I know. Relax. Still, that's still... Just it's saying. It's early. Just saying. No offense to Frank Vogel, but I think Sean McVay can make something happen with OBJ. So I, I think the Rams mm-hmm. will do a little better with all their talent than the Lakers. But I also don't like the Lakers. So, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, just in case you missed it, the Vancouver Canucks taking on the Colorado Avalanche tonight, 7 o'clock p.m. at Ball Arena. The Avs haven't played in five days, their last game in Columbus on Saturday against the Blue Jackets. Is there any value in a long break like this between games this early in the year, or is it a detriment? We've talked a lot about the injuries for the Avalanche, but seems like a long layoff. No, for, for, the, for the Avalanche, they can use this time to get guys back. Unfortunately, they're now missing Nathan McKinnon for the next three weeks. So at least, you know, with the injury that he has, at least you can chop five days off and then see what you have left and how many more games you have to play. You know, nobody in the West has played uh, fewer games than the Avalanche so far. Right. I mean, so if you look at the point standings, they're sitting there uh, in the Central Division. They are currently sitting in six with nine points. 
but they have 10 games. So they only have 10 games played. Dallas, just above them, has 10 points, but 12 games played. So point being there, you look at the standings and they're looking up at a lot of teams. They're not in as bad a shape as their point total would reveal, but uh, they, they're going to have to hold it together without McKinnon. In a nutshell, about about the Avalanche, Landeskog has missed two games. McKinnon has missed two games. He's going to miss more. Makar has missed two games. Burakovsky has missed a game. Rantanen has missed a game. Gerard has missed two games. Nuchishkin, Nuchishkin, I always mispronounce Nuchishkin. Nuchishkin? You know what I mean. He has missed nine games. Taves hasn't played. Okay. This is a good time. Just in case you missed it. No, Taves played one game. My bad. Just in case you missed it, UConn has hired former UCLA and NFL head coach Jim Mora on a five-year contract worth one point five to Jim Mora Junior. Jim L. Mora, yes. Oh, okay. Not Jim E. Mora. Jim L. Mora. Yeah. Okay. Uh, on a one and a half to one point seven million dollar contract in the first year, what is the biggest asset that Mora brings to a Huskies program that has only won one of their nine games this year? That being against Yale. That's easy. Name recognition. Yeah. And when he goes to recruit, he can say, I know what it takes to get to the NFL, and I can get your son ready to play for the NFL. And there really isn't anything else to sell because UConn isn't in the conference right now. Right. And maybe the worst, or at least the program that is in the worst shape of any in FBS at this point. I bet the women's basketball team could beat the football team. In football, so, yeah, of course they 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 kill them in basketball. They they would be they would be knocking down a lot of passes. Yeah, you UConn. What's interesting is UConn. They're not in a conference right now because they chose to go back to the Big East for all sports, but football. But the Big East doesn't have football anymore. Right. So basically, UConn chose basketball over football, and given the prominence of their of women's basketball, it's probably the if not the best program in the country, top two or three. Their men's basketball program is back in the top 25 and has you know, four national titles in the last 22 years. You can't blame them for making that choice, no. but football is just kind of an afterthought there. Just in case you missed it, Knicks coach Tom Thibodeau benched his starters for all of the fourth quarter as New York trailed the Bucks by 22 at MSG. And despite a 29-7 run from his second unit, <laughs> the Knicks still fell to 2-4 right. and four at home. In contrast to their five and one road record, the Nuggets last year twenty two and fourteen away from Ball Arena, second best in the NBA. What sport in your mind is it most important to win games on the road in? Football, NFL. Most important, and also in some ways has the most decided home field advantage because of the impact of crowd noise. Right on the ability to call, call plays voice. on the offensive side. Yeah. All right, that was Masterpiece Roofing. Just in case you missed it, if you had some hail damage done to your house in the last couple of months, highly recommend you go with Masterpiece Roofing. A buddy of mine had over $30,000 worth of damage, and uh, the insurance company 
Well, they probably don't want to pay for anything while Masterpiece Roofing, they work on twisting the insurance company's arm to make sure they pay for just about everything. Well, that's what happened with my buddy. Uh, My friend wrote a $500 check. That was his deductible check, and the insurance company is going to pick up the rest. That's who you want to work with, not to mention they were recently voted Denver's best roofing company. Go with Masterpiece Roofing. What they did for my friend, they will do for you. Masterpieceroofing.com. Nolan and Danny, great job today. Mace, great job as always. I'll try and do better tomorrow. And tomorrow's Friday. Can you believe that? I can. Yeah. Yeah, it's been a long week. Thank God it's Friday. Make it the best possible night you can. Only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit